All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast this morning. <clears throat> Aurora and I are here and excited to recap Thursday Night Football. Um, and we'll talk about the upcoming games this Sunday as well for everyone, so you can get uh, excited for the upcoming slate of games this weekend. I think it's going to be a really, really good set of games for sure. Um, anyway, first, to start things off today, we'll be talking about the recap of Thursday night football last night. Uh, this game was, <clears throat> sorry, this game was good. Um, it was, it was, it was a frustrating game as well at the same time. So ultimately, the Seahawks played really well in this game, guys. Um, this was a twenty-six to seventeen loss for the Seahawks. Uh, twenty-six to seventeen victory by the Rams, and. Man, this should have been a much closer game. Uh, you know, we expected the Rams to win this game. We, we expected them to win it uh, from the get-go. Uh, even through halftime, you know, expected them to win. Uh, even though the Seahawks were up 7-3. to It was a very, very, um, uh, for lack of a better term, boring first half. There wasn't much action going on. But then, you know, in the second half, teams figured things out. Started making things happen. So, in the third quarter, <clears throat> the Rams went up. Um, they scored 13 points to nothing in the third quarter, uh, so really great quarter for them to pull away. But the fourth quarter, Seahawks started battling back. You know, they scored 10 points, but the Rams put up their own 10 points. Essentially, here what happened, and, and very, very sadly here, Russell Wilson got hurt. Uh, he had an injury to his finger. Um, this injury kept Russell Wilson from returning to the game. He finished the game with only 16 passing plays. Uh, 16 pass attempts, 11 completions, 152 yards, one touchdown, one interception on the day. And it's frustrating, guys. Uh, he's currently questionable. Um, you know, we don't know what the situation really is with the finger. Um, all we know from Pete Carroll is that he has badly sprained uh, his finger. And so, you know, we wish him the best. We hope for the best recovery for him. Uh, really great athlete out there. We want to see him return and be on the field because he's an amazing, amazing player. Everybody wants to see him play. And Seahawks definitely want to see him play. Um, <laughs> if this game was an example of it, they definitely want to see him play. While we did get some good play from Geno Smith, <clears throat> okay, you heard me correct. We got some good play from Geno Smith. Um, <laughs> 10 for 17 passing plays, 131 yards on the day. One touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, ran the ball three times for 23 yards as well. So, like I said, we got some good play from Geno Smith. However, this game was went downhill. Uh, you know, as soon as Russ got hurt, we knew there was no way that the Seahawks were going to come back and win this game. Yes, they came down. They scored a touchdown. <clears throat> came down. Got a field goal late in the game. Um Made it 23 to 14 at that point, and then uh, ultimately, you know, the Rams ran away with it. They got a well, they got another field goal to go up. Seahawks um, did not prevail there because Geno Smith threw a touchdown late in the game. That's something Russell Wilson, you don't know, you never know the situation of the game. Maybe he would have thrown the same pick, but I think Russell Wilson would have had a better chance in that game to to give the Seahawks a chance, <clears throat> you know, to to score later or something like that, you know late in the game but 
Regardless, really good day from Geno Smith in what we did see from him in limited action. Uh, we hope Russell Wilson can get better quickly. Uh, the Seahawks team does run on Russell Wilson, and they, they will need him back soon. Um, Rushing-wise, Al Collins, 15 rushes for 47 yards for the injured Chris Carson. Uh, this was a huge thing going into the game, and he Al Collins did not have a really great day rushing the ball. DJ Dallas didn't do well either. He had four carries for seven yards. Um, Receiving-wise, this is the only thing they could, they could do is pass the ball around. Um, DK Metcalf, <clears throat> five catches, 59 yards on five targets, two touchdowns. Very efficient, amazing day for DK Metcalf. Um, again, these wide receivers are doing great things. Uh, for Seattle with limited catches, uh, limited receptions. And, you know, it's just something that you never know which one, Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf, you never know which one's going to have a breakout game. But you can expect one of them to probably do that, at least while uh, Russ Wilson is in there. So, again, we hope he gets better. DJ Dallas had two catches for 32 yards. Tyler Lockett had five catches for 57 yards. It's really uh, the big things from receiving standpoint. Uh, no fumbles on that end um, for the Seahawks, but the Rams were just too much, guys. Matthew Stafford, 25-37 passing the ball. Uh, looked really good out there, 365 passing yards on the day. Anytime you go over 300, you're having a pretty decent day. Um, in the NFL. One touchdown, one interception. Um, took one sack for seven yards. Uh, so pretty clean pocket for the most part for him. Uh, Daryl Henderson, um, you know, back fully in this game. You know, I know he's been banged up a bit, but he looked pretty good out there. 17 carries, 82 yards on the day, one touchdown. Sonny Michelle came in and vultured a touchdown. So that's 11 carries for Sonny Michelle, 37 yards, and one touchdown for him. Receiving-wise, Robert Woods finally showed up, guys. We finally got to see Robert Woods. And, man, if receiving yards was trees, he would have a forest because his name's Woods. Oh, that's horrible. Never mind. Scratch that. Don't think I ever said that. But, um, yeah, Robert Woods, 12 catches, 150 yards on the day. Amazing, amazing day. No touchdown go along with it, but really good to see that he was getting good amount of receptions and targets out there. He had 14 targets and the 12 receptions, like we said. 10 targets for Cooper Cup on 7 catches, 92 yards on the day. That's what we want to see from these guys. Um, and fantasy, a lot of people had Robert Woods early in the drafts, and people want to see Robert Woods can be a good presence out there. Uh, this game gives me hope that he has life the rest of his fantasy uh, season this year. But if they can use Cooper Cup and Robert Woods like this and, and work with both of them, that's what they need. That's a, a recipe for success for them because these guys are – made to be the top two because <clears throat> they both do very different uh they both have a different skill set deshaun jackson had one catch for 68 yards that's what he is he's a big playmaker uh kind of what we expect there the rest of it you know one or two catches per person so really good day overall from the rams i think they played very well uh after that first half for both teams coming out really shaky um they they really got things together and made it happen so um, good Thursday night football game. Again, we hope Russell Wilson gets better and Chris Carson gets better and can play uh, moving forward in the near future as soon as possible. With that being said, we will jump into the Sunday slate, go through a few games here, tell you a little bit of uh, highlight points to look for in these games, and, uh, yeah, give you our predictions here as well. So, first up, you have Atlanta against New, Jer New York Jets. Uh, Sorry, I almost said New Jersey there. Um, Atlanta versus the Jets. Um, this is a battle of two 1-3 teams. Uh, Atlanta 
uh, you know, figured it out. They got a win earlier in the year. Um, they did lose in a close game to Washington last week. And the New York Jets, they're going up against them now. Honestly, the Jets played really, really well last week up against the Titans. I don't think that was something that showed the Titans playing bad. I think that was the Jets figuring it out. I think Zach Wilson figured it out. If you look at that game, he he did it. He, he figured it out. He unlocked some things. He knew where to go. He was a little more poised in the pocket. Things we saw in the preseason, we finally started seeing from him out there. I think some of the nerves is finally getting off of him. So in this game, I look for this to be a very, very much a passing competition. Um, I look for it to be a, maybe a high-scoring affair, not maybe not necessarily to the point of Washington-Atlanta last week, which went 33-30. to But I would think that this game gets into mid-20s for both of these teams, um, and one of them probably going in the low 30s. What I will say is, honestly, our prediction here, I think the Jets do get this win. Like I said, I think Zach Wilson unlocked things. I think Atlanta is having such a hard time. They are not figuring out how to use Kyle Pitts. They they do not have a clear number two outside of Calvin Ridley, and it is really, really hurting this team. Matt Ryan loves his guy, and if he has his guy, he can go to him. He's, he's in sync, and it's clear he's not in sync with a lot of these guys. Uh, he's just missing some things out there. So what I would like to see is Matt Ryan, you know, figure some things out, get some things going with Kyle Pitts, put him back, put him at a regular tight end position, get him some of these better matchups because you're not getting him on mismatches, and that's the thing that you're lacking right now. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Mike Davis, I look for him to get have a good rushing game. I know everybody's all crazy on Cordero Patterson, but this is the last game, I believe, for Mike Davis to get it right. If he does not come out here, put up 75 rushing yards at a minimum, on you know 10 plus carries and Cordero Patterson ends up outperforming him again in this game look for Cordero Patterson to be the guy moving forward and that's something to remember for your fantasy teams uh, a couple players to watch would be Michael Carter on the Jets side I think uh, this this Atlanta team is really vulnerable to the run I would look for Michael Carter to have a good game and then um, on Atlanta's side, <clears throat> honestly, I'd look for Mike Davis. I really would look for him to step up and play really well because he he needs to. He needs to show something. Philadelphia up against Carolina. Uh, in this game, guys, we got Carolina winning this game. Philadelphia has shown that they are up and down as, as much as they can be. Uh, we've said this from the beginning of the season. We don't think Jalen Hurts is the best option for this team, and that is exactly why because this team is going to be a – this is going to be a team of ups and downs because that's the way that Jalen Hurts is, and they will go as Jalen Hurts goes. So Carolina has a good defense. They've, they've got one of the best defenses in the league. I think they will definitely slow things down for Hurts and that offense. Um, and I think offensively, Carolina is playing really well, and Christian McCaffrey probably will be back. So in this game, look for Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be a game-time decision most likely, but he really wants to play. And when McCaffrey wants to play, your star player that you pay all that money to wants to play, you probably put him out there. So look for Carolina to win this game. I do think that Carolina, uh, the player to watch would be Christian McCaffrey. If McCaffrey does not play, it's DJ Moore. That's the that's the guy. Look for you know, everybody is staring at him throughout the whole game, and you still can't stop him. Um, Philadelphia, honestly, look for Kenneth Gainwell. I think I think they're going to be down. I think they're going to need to pass the ball out of the backfield, and I think Kenneth Gainwell has shown some amazing talents out there so far. 
Green Bay up against Cincinnati. This is going to be a pretty good game, I think. Cincinnati has started to figure some things out, but Joe Mixon is out. I think that's definitely going to hurt them because this Green Bay defense can obviously stop the run already if you look at their previous games. They're really good run defense on fantasy. I would not want Samaje P. Ryan. I know everybody's like, oh, pick up Samaje P. Ryan. I hope that you got Daryl Williams or somebody else in this upcoming free agency pool uh, this week because I see Samaje P. Ryan hitting a brick wall. These uh, these Green Bay Packers, this Green Bay Packers front defensive line is really really good. Uh, so I think I think that's really good to uh, stay on top of it with with them. Um, but look for Cincinnati to be able to air the ball out quite a bit. Green Bay's been beaten uh, in the passing game a little bit this season already, and I think that Green Bay will end up winning this game. Can't go against Aaron Rodgers. The Cincinnati defense is not enough to stop that team. Um, Aaron Jones, I know he's been a bit banged up all season long, but I think he'll bounce back, have a pretty good day. Um, A.J. Dillon, look for him as well to have a good game. But Devontae Adams is the main guy there. Cincinnati, the guy to look out for. I keep looking at Tyler Boyd. I think he's playing really well, and I think Joe Burrow's starting to see those talents that he has, so he's probably going to look his way a bit more as he as he has been lately. Miami up against Tampa Bay. Uh, this is Jacoby Brissett versus Tom Brady, um, which is the way people wanted to make Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick, you know, whatever. This is not... A battle of quarterbacks. Uh, if it was, Tampa Bay would win this game easily. Brissett is a good quarterback. He's a serviceable quarterback. He's not going to go out there and lose you games, but he's not going to go win you games either. This is a game that is not winnable for Miami because they need a quarterback that can go out there and win them games. Jacoby Brissett is not that guy. Their defense will not be able to stop Tampa Bay. They have broken down a little bit already this season to some other teams that they shouldn't have. So look for Tampa Bay to roll in this game. Uh, honestly, I would look for Leonard Fournette to keep rolling uh, on the rushing game the way that he has been because I think Bill Belichick's trying to make a statement to uh you know ronald jones and say look you you're not you're not performing you're not doing it you can't come out there and half it because i'm going to go with this other guy so i think he's trying to make a statement there in the rushing department and miami man if i had to pick anybody honestly look for mike gesicki in this game if you look at the stats you look at the um the routes run you look at the amount of targets if you're a fantasy player look or daily fantasy player FanDuel, look for mike gasicki in this game he is getting a load of targets from jacoby Brissett, and tampa bay is like 29th to 20 28th or something two points to tie it in this season for other teams so check that game out i think uh mike gasicki will be a good play New Orleans up against Washington. This is going to be a pretty good game, in my opinion. I think we're going to get a bad Jameis Winston. I think there's going to be enough pressure on him to make him shaky. This defensive line for Washington is really, really good. They are getting the quarterbacks. They're getting pressure out there. The problem is the cornerbacks can't cover anyone. So within two seconds, someone is open. Um, and, and that's something that they can't fix. So if quarterback gets their hands out, if they gets a the ball out of their hands quick enough, they're fine. Jameis Winston makes bad decisions when he's trying to rush the ball out of his hands. And I think this will happen. So look for a, a turnover, look for an interception, maybe two from Jameis Winston in this game. I think Washington will edge out the win barely, barely edge out this win. But I think that they will because I think we'll see a bad Jameis Winston. In this game, highlights would be Antonio Gibson uh, on the Washington side. He's been running the ball like a madman, and they need to rely on him more. For New Orleans, the only person you can rely on is Calvin, Alvin Kamara. But again, I think Washington's got a great uh, up front defense and they're going to stop him as well so not a great day for any new orleans player kind of like last week next up new orleans versus houston or new england versus houston sorry about that new england versus houston um in this game i love this game i think this game will be a fairly high scoring affair um houston can put up some points new england can put up some points <clears throat> i trust new england's defense a lot better than i do houston's offense that's for sure so i'm going to go with new england to win this game but um 
is a battle of two rookie quarterbacks right now, <clears throat> Davis Mills and um, <clears throat> Mac Jones. Sorry, guys. We woke up a little bit this morning with uh, some sinus stuff, but whatever. So uh, Mac Jones starting uh, up against Davis Mills, battle of two rookie quarterbacks. I think New England's going to win this game, like I said. And I think Mac Jones will play very well. I think Davis Mills will play pretty well. Uh, but there's just not enough talent on that Houston team to compete with the defense of New England. On the Houston side, the only person to look for in fantasy this week would be uh, Brandon Cooks. He is that steady guy that you know is going to put up some points. He's the only guy in Houston that's going to steadily put up points. New England, honestly, look for Jacoby Myers. I think Jacoby Myers is going to go off. He's going to have some good mismatches up against that uh, up against the cornerback group. I'd look for Jacoby Myers to be the guy that you know Mac Jones looks to in this game. Next, Detroit versus Minnesota. This is division rivalry right here. Um, this will be a pretty exciting matchup because Detroit has figured some things out offensively, but they do not have enough to win against the Minnesota Vikings. I think they will lose this game to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Minnesota is probably going to be pissed off they lost the game that they did last week. If Dalvin Cook is back, look for them to roll in this game, maybe even win by 10-plus points. If Dalvin Cook is not back, look for them to win by, you know, maybe four or five. You know, it would be a little bit closer. Alex Madison can do his thing, and this Detroit defense is not great up against the, the rushing game. Um, I'd look for Dalmico or Alexander Madison, either one, in this game to be your fantasy breakout guy, potentially for DFS uh, play. And then for the Detroit side, I would say DJ Hawkinson. He's a bit banged up and everything. Uh, I would keep track of Swift and see how he's doing. If Swift becomes a full healthy go, Swift would probably be my guy. But if he's not, I'm not going to throw it all in um, on you know, Jamal Williams, um, I would rather have TJ Hawkinson than Jamal Williams, especially for DFS because there's, you know, more scoring possibility of breakouts, things like that, whereas I think he still will, you know, have some shares of his uh, workload given to Jamal Williams if he plays. Next up, Tennessee versus Jacksonville. We have Tennessee winning this game. I know they lost against the Jets last week. I know it looked bad, guys. I really do. But I think the Jets figured some things out. I think they played really well. And <clears throat> Jacksonville is poorly coached. And as we saw from the video, Urban Meyer has not been putting all of his time and energy onto – ooh, onto is a bad word. Um, he's not been putting it into – that's even a worse word. Urban Meyer has not been focused as much on uh, football as we think that he could be because he's been at the bars focusing on young women dancing on him. So anyway, uh, look for Tennessee to win this game. I think they're going to be pissed they lost last week. I think they're going to come out there and roll over Jacksonville. Uh, this Jacksonville defense cannot stop the run. Derrick Henry will get it going and roll and run all over the place. Now, I do think from a Tennessee standpoint, Derrick Henry is your guy. But for Jacksonville, honestly, I would look for James Robinson. I think in this game, Tennessee's got a really good front uh, front four. I think they'll be able to stop the run quite a bit. They got beat a lot in the past game last week against the Jets, but I think their defense is pretty strong, honestly, in the secondary. I think they'll be able to do good against Jacksonville, and I would look for James Robinson to get a lot of passes out of the backfield. I think, I think that Trevor Lawrence is starting to understand checkdowns. Small plays are fine. Let's just get down the field. Let's score some points. So... I think they'll they'll continue to do that. Cleveland up against the Chargers. Man, the Chargers have started to roll. They've started to figure some things out. Um, <clears throat> I honestly think that this is going to be a good defensive matchup. Cleveland's got a great defense. Chargers have a great defense. They just started figuring things out a couple weeks ago on defense. And I think the Chargers will edge out this game. 
only because there's still some issues at wide receiver injury-wise for Cleveland. I think the Chargers do know how to win against a good defense. I think Baker Mayfield struggles up against good defenses sometimes, and if they, you can't run the ball and take some pressure off him, which I don't think they can do against the Chargers' uh, you know, defensive front, I think that uh, you know Chargers will end up winning this game. Probably not by a huge margin, you know, probably within 10, but... You know, look for the Chargers to end up winning this game. Cleveland does run the clock out. They're always going to be in some fairly low-scoring affairs anyway. So I would say that Cleveland would get probably around 16 to 18 points. Uh, the Chargers, look for them to be in the mid-20s. And if I'm looking for someone on the Chargers, I would look at... Oh man, I think you got to look... This is tough because they have a lot of talented guys out there, a lot of good guys, but... Honestly, I'm probably going to look at Keenan Allen. Uh, I think he's going to get a lot of looks. Again, Cleveland's a good defense. I think checkdowns and going to that steady guy is going to be a big thing for uh, Justin Herbert in this game. For Cleveland on their side, I'm going to look at Nick Chubb. I think he's uh, he's the main guy. I think they're going to try and run the ball. I think they're going to try and pound it into the Chargers. At some point, the defense will wear out, but he's not going to be enough to give you value throughout the whole game at the level that you would want. But could be a huge DFS play if he makes a breakout play. He's just one big run away with a touchdown to be a great fantasy uh, pick of the day. Kareem Hunt is another one to watch, though, because they, they could end up having to be in a shootout in this one. So think about that. Chicago up against <clears throat> Vegas, the Raiders. Okay, so the Bears up against the Raiders. So I like this game a lot. I'm sorry for the horrible voices, but um, the Raiders, I do like this game a lot. I think that the Raiders will win this game. And again, I know you guys have heard it over and over. We're not big on Justin Fields. We're not a huge fan of Justin Fields and, and what he brings to the team and all that stuff. Okay, I get it. I get it, guys. You're going to say this is biased. The Bears have a better chance. I think the Bears have a good chance. But David Montgomery is out. And David Montgomery was huge for that team. He took a lot of pressure off of Justin Fields. I mean, Damian Williams is a good pass blocker, so I think that Justin Fields will still have a little bit of time. But this Vegas defense has been really good all season. They have stepped up and played really well. And because of that, I think they're legit. Don't pass up the Raiders. This is not me saying I don't have confidence in Justin Fields and the Bears. This is me saying I have a lot of confidence in the Vegas Raiders. That's all I'm saying. I mean, seriously, that that's where I'm coming from. Uh, you guys, I I just really believe in what the Raiders are doing right now. I think they're putting a great um, a great team out there on the field, and they're they're starting to click on on some things. Now they haven't looked as good the last couple weeks, but Derek Carr will figure some things out. He'll get it going. I'm not worried about that. They lost to a good Chargers team, and I think that they're going to be pissed off at that loss. I think they're going to be fine. Chicago will have big mismatches up against Darren Waller. That's the guy I would look at for the Raiders. I know that sounds like a cop-out, but guys, there is a big mismatch between their defensive um, secondary and Darren Waller. They will struggle up against that tight end mismatch. So look for him to get going in this game. That would be my DFS play. And if you're going to do a DFS play for Chicago on the Bears, I would look at Damian Williams because Damian Williams is so cheap in most formats of DFS this week. I would look for him. I think he's going to have a pretty solid game up against this Raiders team because they're not going to want Fields to go out there and play hero ball and pass it all over the place. They're going to have some good designed runs and things like that for Damian Williams to keep the pressure off of Justin Fields. And I believe in Matt Daggy's coaching. I think he'll figure out how to get that running game going a bit. But look for the Raiders to win this game. Very, very close one. I could go 50-50 on this one. I really could. I would not be surprised if the Bears win this game. I would not put money on this game. 
San Francisco up against Arizona. Guys, Arizona is on fire. They continue to be on fire. They are still the hot team. And San Francisco, while they do have a pretty decent defense, I don't think has enough to stop the Arizona Cardinals as as hot as they're playing right now. Uh, they got all their wide receivers ready to go. Um, you know, Chase Evans is always a little banged up, but he'll 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 play and everything. Not worried about that. I do think Arizona ends up winning this game just because they can put up more points than San Francisco. I worry about Jimmy Garoppolo's health. If Jimmy Garoppolo does not play, Trey Lance will just remember this will cause turnovers. Okay, he will cause turnovers, and when that happens. San Francisco will not be on the field. Their offense won't be on the field. Arizona will take advantage of it because their offense is humming right now. So I just don't have faith in Trey Lance. Again, I know you guys are like, oh, he just doesn't like rookie quarterbacks. No, I do. I've, I've been fans of rookie quarterbacks. I'm a big fan of Justin Fields. I'm just not a big fan of him starting right now. Trey Lance, I'm not a fan of him starting right now or next year. I, I really don't think this guy's going to get it. I don't think he's going to be someone who will be the guy. Um... You know, and, and, and a lot of these running quarterbacks, it's hard to evaluate them because they do pass the ball so little. You're not going to see as many bad plays because you don't see as many good plays either from a passing standpoint. It's all about the flash of the run. There's plenty of games Lamar Jackson looks god-awful as an actual quarterback. But we're still fine because he made amazing plays with his legs and the team won the game. Okay, maybe that can happen with Trey Lance, but guys, he's not going to be a consistent, solid passing quarterback, and you need that when you get in the postseason. You need a guy who's not going to cause turnovers, who's not going to, you know, you're going to play good teams, and regardless, you're not going to be running away with a lead the whole time. So I, I don't I don't think it bodes well for a team who have a run-first quarterback without the ability to pass the ball well. I do think Justin Fields has that ability, so I'm not upset with him, but I don't think Trey Lance has that from what I've seen so far. I will watch this game. I will watch every passing play, and I will evaluate that and get back to you guys and let you know if anything changes in my mind because we haven't seen enough of him yet, but I don't believe in it so far. Um, look for Arizona to win this game. Uh, if I had to go with someone for San Francisco, Debo Samuel, he's playing amazing. Um, now I do worry about Trey Lance, not looking at him, uh, so much and not having efficiency, getting the ball to him so much. So I am worried a bit about that, but I mean, still, that's the guy I would go with Arizona, man. I think you got to look for Deandre Hopkins. I think he's going to be pissed off. He's had a rough season so far. He hasn't put up the stats he needs to. I think he's going to go off. Okay. Also, look for A.J. Green. He's a very affordable player in DFS, and I think he's going to have a really good game. He's getting good amount of targets, and he always seems to be making a big play in the game at some point. So look for him to maybe get a touchdown again. Dallas up against the Giants. Man, this is another divisional rivalry right there. And um, honestly, guys, I, 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 this is a toss-up for me. I think the Giants could win this game. I think the Cowboys could win this game because I think the Giants will have at least one or two of their receivers that were out last week back in the lineup, Sterling Shepard or Darius Slayton. If one of those guys are back, they're going to be a lot healthier. They're going to look a lot better on offense. Saquon Barkley is just looking better and better every week. I think he's going to get things rolling, and I think Dallas might come into this game and crap the bed. I I think they might come into it and say, you know what, we're good enough. We'll beat this team. They won't put out all their effort. So I do think that might happen in this game. I really look for it to be a shootout. Daniel Jones has played pretty well this season. Honestly, he has. Look at his stats. He's very underrated so far. He's a guy in DFS I might consider because this Dallas defense has given up some good points to quarterbacks this year. Look for Daniel Jones maybe in DFS on the New York Giants side of things. On the Dallas side of things, I would look at, man, this one's tough because of the way those wide receivers are. But honestly, I would take Dalton Schultz at tight end. I think he's a good value at tight end right now. He's getting a lot of good looks. And, um, 
yeah, I mean, that, that's just who I would go with. Michael Gallup still being hurt. Uh, I think he's still a good, viable option. I think they will have to pass the ball in this game because the Giants can put up some good points out there. So if we had to put money on it, we would put money on Dallas. But I, I, I really think the Giants could cause an upset here. So that's a surprising one to maybe put a little bit of money on because I think it could happen. Kansas City up against Buffalo. Um... This is the Sunday night football slate, guys. Um, and for some reason on the ESPN ticker here, we've got Denver-Pittsburgh at the end. We'll talk about that here in a second, even though it's a Sunday 1 o'clock game. Sunday, 8-20, you got Buffalo Bills up against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a huge matchup. This is a huge game. Buffalo has always played very well up against Kansas City. They've given them fits over and over, but Buffalo continues to lose most of those matchups. So I do think Kansas City will win this game. I think they're pissed off at their 2-2 two and two record. I think they're wanting to get back on track, wanting to make sure they become a number one seed and things like that, again, as they typically are. They're going to be pissed. They're going to be wanting to get a roll, get on a roll, and I think they're going to really take it to Buffalo. I think they're going to unlock some things, figure some things out, look for Andy Reid to put a lot of time and effort into this game to get them going. And, uh, yeah, if I'm looking for a win, it's going to be Kansas City. I think they're going to end up winning, and a close one. It's always a close one with these two teams lately. Uh, I would look for Kansas City to edge out the win. On the Buffalo side of things, I think you got to go with Josh Allen. And I know that's a cop-out. If you wanted to go with somebody else, maybe Emmanuel Sanders. Maybe Emmanuel Sanders. Um, or even Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs could go go out in this game. I think they're going to pass the ball a lot against the Kansas City team. So Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox at, at tight end. Go for it. Any of them I think are good options for DFS possibly. Kansas City, um, I'm not going to touch not going to touch Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I do not want him in this game. I do not want to see him in this game. This Buffalo team has a good front seven. I would not want to see Clyde Edwards-Alaire in my fantasy lineup for DFS at all. Now, if you're stuck with him in regular fantasy, I get it. But I would look to take... Obviously, you'd want to have Patrick Mahomes if you're the quarterback. If you have the money in DFS, you take Patrick Mahomes. But I would rather spend my money on Travis Kelsey... He had a really down week last week, didn't get much going. Look for Travis Kelsey to maybe even have a couple touchdowns in this game. He's always been a good mismatch against Buffalo. He's always had good games against them recently, and I think he'll he'll roll in this game. So look for Travis Kelsey to get things going in this one. Last game we will talk about, because we won't touch on the Monday Night Football yet. We'll talk about that on Monday's podcast, but Denver up against Pittsburgh. Guys, Pittsburgh is awful. They're atrocious. We've said it all year. We said it at the beginning of the year. We told everybody that Pittsburgh would not make the playoffs. They're trending that way. And unless you're a Pittsburgh fan, I think you know it's going to happen that they don't make the playoffs this year. So Denver's going to win this game, whether it's Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. We do want to see Teddy Bridgewater come back, be healthy. I hope to God he's healthy. He's playing such a good season. He's finally getting the people to stop to the naysayers to get off his back. I really want to see him continuing to do well. We're really rooting for Teddy here. Steady Teddy, if he's back, they'll definitely win this game. If he's not back, it'll be a little bit iffy, but they'll still put up more points than Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh can't put up points. Ben Mossberger is throwing on an arm that is literally put together with bubble gum and duct tape. That's it. That's what that's what's holding his arm together at this point. So I, I don't see Pittsburgh being able to put up enough points, especially against an amazing Denver defense. They have a great defense down there in Denver right now. Um, so this game, I would look for Cortland Sutton or Noah Fant in this game. And the reason I say or is because if it's Teddy Bridgewater. I'm looking at Noah Fant. 
if it's Drew Locke, I'm looking at Cortland Sutton. He's got chemistry with Cortland Sutton and things already from them playing together for you know, the last two, couple seasons. Then Noah Fant, I think Teddy will go to Noah Fant a lot more. If Teddy's in there, he's good at checkdowns, getting it to the guy that's open, and Noah Fant will get open in some mismatches here. So that's what I would say. I would say if you got Drew Locke, go Cortland Sutton. If you got Teddy Bridgewater, go with Noah Fant and DFS. That's my play. Um, Pittsburgh, I really don't want anybody. I really don't. I don't want to touch anyone on this def- this offense. I do not want to touch any single person on this defense or, or this offense. Um, there, there's really nobody I want any shares in. The only person receiving-wise you might go with is Deontay Johnson because he gets a lot of targets, but it's not going to be deep targets. It's not going to be a ton of yardage. So that might be the guy if you want someone, but he's $7,000 in FanDuel. I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend that much on him. I think it's a little overpriced. But, yeah, so with that being said, that wraps up the games for you guys. So let's look for an exciting Sunday of games. You have our predictions out there of who we're going with. We'll see how the slate holds out. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you tuning in to the podcast. Uh, please like, share, subscribe. You have our Facebook email below. Um, Feel free to reach out. You know, Let us know what we can do to make things entertaining out there. Let us know segments or things you guys want to hear about. If you want to hear more fantasy updates, if you want to hear more uh, things about who to play in fantasy and stuff like that, let us know. We'll, we can adjust and make some changes as well. Um, and always want to make sure that we're hearing back from people and you know making the right moves with what our content is based on. So, again, thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Aurora and I will get on to our day. We'll get her out there for a walk um, shortly. But, yeah, again, Sorry, guys. Thanks so much. Um, Really appreciate it. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again on Monday.